0: what's up everybody welcome to this edition of dense pixels podcast i'm your host brad joined by my co-host micah hey said so no terence today uh he's probably still too stuffed from thanksgiving dinner Menu yeah he uh it.
1: he uh he hopped a couple houses i know um and terence is not a thick dude so <laughs> i think he ate like uh two plates at one place and then he went home because and then
0: and then he ate there and it's just like Bam. You know what I mean? He's still in a food coma. Still in a food coma. So, uh, as is customary, the week of Thanksgiving is typically a slow video game news week. Um, You know, so we have a supersized edition of Dense Pixel's Post Office later in the show. Uh, We'll read much more than the standard, you know, three questions Uh, because there's not a lot of news to talk about this week. There's not a lot of games to talk about this week, for that matter. Uh, I played the Spyro Reignited Trilogy, uh, the first first Spyro. now I had never played Spyro before. Um, I missed out on that game. Uh, just it just escaped me. I just I for whatever reason just never caught my eye. Um, I've always heard it was really good. I've always heard ravings about the music, which was composed by Stuart Copeland uh, of the Police and uh, Oysterhead fame. Um, so I decided to. I got a free copy. I decided to give it a shot, and uh, it is exactly what I thought the game would be. Um, it is a mid '90s 3D action platformer uh, with pretty solid controls. It's fun. Uh, there's lots of things to collect in the game. Mm. Uh, it is fine. It is it is a game that I will play occasionally, uh, or if I want to entertain my son, uh, who of course you know likes colorful, cartoonish things. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. I, I I went through the whole first world. Um, I think I've 100%ed it, almost, except for, like, the bonus area. Like, they have these bonus areas that have very, like, dexterous skill challenges that you have to do and with a timer. And you, there's, like, four different things you have to kind of collect. And, like, one is, like, passing through gates and the other one's, you know, shooting treasure chests or shooting, you know, trains that are running around, stuff like that. Um, and those are difficult. Those, those will take some practice getting into. But uh, everything else is fine. And I've heard that the series gets better. Uh, with the subsequent games, so but I'm I'm playing through the first one here and there, um, not very frequently because obviously I'm still playing FIFA, still doing the destiny grind with the new season coming out next week, and uh, and yeah, so that's that's what I played. Uh, it's it's good if I mean if you're looking for a nostalgia trip, fine. If you like um, that style of action platformer, I'd say it's worth checking out. It's a good deal for forty bucks, and it's better than Crash Bandicoot. That I how can many, say unequivocally.
1: How many games did you get? Three. It comes oh, it comes yeah, with all three PlayStation
0: Spiros, yeah.
1: Yeah, that, that would make sense. Um Spyro never never did anything. I think Spyro came out uh um not I I wouldn't say on the tail end of the mascot platformer genre,
0: but I was uh I was gravitating away from it. And it yeah, didn't
1: really do anything for
0: me. It never caught my, caught my eye, because I think I got a PS1 in the neighborhood of when the first, first or second Spyro was coming out. But I was much more focused on playing, like, RPGs and, and other stuff like that uh, around the time that I got it. So Yeah.
1: I, uh, I got the Thunderlord. Yeah, how are you liking it? Uh, I, I, I miss having machine guns. They, um, and it's kind of fun. And, uh, I hadn't played destiny in a long, long time, like a very long time. And, um, and cause, and then, you know, when I first started up destiny, I'm like, oh, I don't really feel like doing this, but then I actually went out and did it and it was fun. And then I got back into Gambit, Gambo, got back into Gambo.
0: And yeah, I was like, wow. Yeah. i really missed this. Like, this is fun. Well, you're going to enjoy a story uh, later on in headlines, then, because they're adding some new pinnacle weapons, one of them uh, being acquired through Gambit. So maybe that'd be something that you can chase uh, later on in the season. Oh, I started a Warlock, too, in Destiny 2. I'm meandering uh, uh, with that. Gross. Uh, you know what? I'm having more fun with it than I did playing Titan. Wow. So uh, I'll, I'll tell you that. Okay. I, I just I I just don't like the way the Warlock uh, jumps. I'm getting used to that. It's very strange, especially like when you're used to the mobility of a hunter, going from the most mobile class to the least mobile class, like by a long margin. Yeah. uh, it's definitely a little jarring. Um getting I'm getting used to the the you know, the you know, floaty jumps, I guess you could say, that the warlock do, the giant arcs. Um but it's you know, I've actually been enjoying it because you can kind of do airborne combat a lot with the warlock. Like you can use that to Get out of danger, and then you know, fire on folks from above makes a little makes you a little harder to hit. Can you um, aim down
1: sights while you uh, while you I, floaty jump?
0: I don't think you can do it um, natively, but I think there is a perk in one of these skill trees uh, that gives you the ability to do that. All right, because so, if 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 you can't if you can't do that as as the warlock, then those floaty jumps are a waste. Well, I mean, it's fine if you're using like a grenade launcher or a rocket launcher or something like that. Yeah. So, All right, that's fine. But, yeah, so that's uh, so that's what we've been playing this week. Um, a couple, bit of housekeeping. Don't forget to go to YouTube.com slash pixels, hit the red subscribe button, and ring the bell icon so you never miss an episode of this podcast, plus when we do occasionally post Let's Plays. Look, Destiny Black Armory starts next week. You know I'm going to be streaming some Black Armory, uh, so you can look forward to that. I uh, might drag Michael along for the ride as well, especially if he's going to be getting back into it now that we're done, this Red Dead nonsense. Yeah, it is not. Oh yeah, we'll talk about we'll Red talk Dead. about Red Dead later. We'll talk right? about
1: Red Dead because uh, somebody somebody thinks
0: he's being a smartass <laughs> and he's not. Mike has looked ahead to the questions already this week. Yep. Uh, don't forget also to if you're not a premium member, go to densepixels dot com slash premium. Sign up for premium content today. It's just five dollars a month or fifty dollars for the entire year to get access to our premium slate of shows which includes the Look Forward political podcast, The Men with the Golden Tongues, The Airing Grievances, and No Time to Bleed. Um, I know the tentative plan is to record another Men with the Golden Tongues, uh, either this week or next, I think we had discussed, and uh, yes. we're going to be reviewing Mission Impossible, uh, the first one, so... Look very forward to that. It's going to be a good time. DensePixels.com slash premium. And don't forget to subscribe to this show and all of the other TNP Studio shows on any podcatcher of your choice. Uh, you can find us, the Nerd Apocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions by searching for those podcasts in your podcatch app. So new releases. Uh, it is, a, again, after Black Friday. I'm, you know what? I'm actually surprised that there is releases this week. Darksiders 3 is coming out this week. <laughs> I've actually heard it's, it's good. That's what the reviews say. The reviews mm. released today, they said it's good. It's more Darksiders. Um, not a series that really ever hooked me in. I was really I, interested in the first one. And it's just, I played like eight hours of it fizzled out.
1: I, I don't believe you and I don't believe the people that say this game. Okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Um, apparently this is very different. It's no longer a Zelda clone.
0: Oh really? What is it now then? It's a Dark Souls clone. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, I am not kidding. Wow! It is a Dark Souls. That's clone. an interesting direction to go with
1: that series. <laughs> uh, you know, you 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 fight people. You get souls. If you die, you lose all of it. You got to go track back. That's Dark Souls, isn't it? It's um, it's apparently a Dark Souls clone, and um, and there's a four hundred dollar edition of the
0: game. Well, I mean. W- Insane collectors editions are not anything to nah, yeah. not anything to get this is about anymore. not a I'm sorry this is not a series dude there is one there is one there has to be one person out there who is like I can't wait to get this collectors edition of Darksiders Three There's one, who, who's the dude that did the art that everyone like freaked the fuck out about when they when when the first one came out Joe Mattiara yeah Joe Joe, Joe Madiera, I think his name is There's one like Joe Mattiara fan who's like oh. my! This yeah. great collector, whatever.
1: And it, and it's Mrs. Matiera, his
0: mom. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. So man. but that's out for those of you that are itching for another Darksiders for the first time in six years. Uh Ride 3 released as well. This is a, a motorbiking game. Um that they've had two previous iterations, as indicated by the title. <laughs> and uh as far as release date announcements go, uh, as you're listening to this, if this is Tuesday, if you're listening on Tuesday then the Red Dead Redemption 2 online beta might be live for you. Apparently, they're rolling this out in stages. Uh, folks that got the ultimate edition of Red Dead get to play it on Tuesday. I believe anyone that played the game on launch day uh, can play it the following day, and then I think it opens up to the public on Wednesday or on Thursday this week. So Red Dead Online. Micah, are you going to try it? Nah, I'm, I'm done with Red Dead, man. I uh, I really am.
1: Um yeah, I'll get into my to more thoughts about Red Dead uh after I have to give a dressing down to to
0: uh some smart aleck in uh the post office. But yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm pretty much done with Red Dead. All right. Well that's that's all the that's all the announcement news, guys. Again, it's 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 after Thanksgiving. It's light. Like people, you know, people spend time with families. So I will kick it to Micah uh, with our four headlines for the week,
1: super smash brothers fans in need of Amiibo for super smash brothers. Ultimate are getting a little help from Amazon Japan. The retailer will sell a giant box set of 63 super smash brothers. Amiibo starting on the switch games launch day of December 7th, which is actually not that far away. Um, the catch is there are only 50 boxes available. Dun, dun, dun. You know what's wild
0: about this thing is that the p- the most it would appeal most to people who would have the least need for it it seems like. Like I would think the person who would want this would be like the ultimate Nintendo fan, but that person probably already probably has not. most yeah. of these amiibos. Yeah. yeah. So but they, <laughs> but they don't have that sweet box to put them in. It's true. Nor and also apparently comes with the uh King K Rule Ice and Ice Climber and Piranha Plant amiibos, which don't even release until February for us plebes out there. Um so that's what the that's what the hardcore Nintendo fan is paying for. Yeah, however, early series. access to fucking those things. How much is this thing gonna cost? That's my fucking question. So let's see here. Let's let's do some quick some quick calculations while I while I vamp for time as I pull out my calculator on uh, my phone.
1: I didn't even see the uh, the price. In well, they
0: there. it's not listed. Yeah, it's not listed. So there, so Amiibo are eleven ninety nine US. Um, what? Normally, oh, you didn't know that. I did not know that Amiibo
1: cost as much as a decent sandwich. Oh wait, actually, I'm sorry. It's twelve
0: ninety nine. My apologies. Oh, come I was, on. I, I man. underestimated. So come if on, we man. just go, if we just go straight retail pricing for the Amiibo, um. Since there's 63 of them in here, you're looking at $818.37 U.S. Now, Micah, N- Nintendo's benevolent. Nintendo is a great company who never shortchanges their fans, who never requires them to buy multiple things that they don't need and, and things of that nature. That's not the company. That's not something I would associate with Nintendo in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. So I would expect them to give them a break. So I, my prediction for this is good. it's going to cost a cool... Eight hundred dollars US, which is gonna be like eighty thousand yen, I think. If 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 uh, logic, their memory serves, as far as the conversion rate. Yo, I, can't, I Are you pay? Are you paying eight hundred dollars for the Amiibo box set, Micah? No, not. For, I did not know Amiibos were
1: a hot thirteen dollars a pop, mm-hmm. and that's just regular retail. Like like if any of them are rare, like that that Piranha
0: Plant one or whatever it is. That's gonna go for like eighty dollars. And you know what's funny? Uh, there's at least one scalper that's gonna get their hands on this. Somebody's gonna pay over a thousand dollars for this thing. <laughs> that's gonna happen. I guarantee it. <laughs> it might be Carrie. Uh, yo, I hope it's not.
1: <laughs> Does uh, do we know Carrie's thoughts on Fallout seventy six?
0: Uh she likes it. Um, I, I'd like to actually. We should have. probably should have seen. Uh, she could have come on this week. Yeah, Terrence.
1: let's just make Carrie the co-host now.
0: <laughs> Terence has been ousted. Yeah, Terence has been ousted. A white woman just took your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, t- uh, Carrie. Uh, Carrie likes Fallout 76. Uh, based on everything I've heard about that game, I'm not sure why, unless unless there's some extreme Stockholm syndrome going on. Yeah, that's what I Fallout think. It, it. I, that's so. what I
1: think it is. I think she needs to be to, to get her. You know. Get the, the battery needs to run out of the Pip-Boy vibrator that she has so that she can just take a little bit of time away from it and realize that this game is so anger-inducing, it causes black dudes who don't know, who don't know
0: how to—who've never shopped at GameStop, apparently, to wreck a GameStop. Uh, let me tell you something. As I write down Pip-Boy vibrator as a possible show title for this week— um, there's no way that wasn't staged, by the way. It has to be, right? There, there's there, there's no way that that whoever the keyholder was who recorded the video hadn't just put in like that was his last day. And he's <laughs> like, "You know what would be fucking hot is if we did this shit." And he doesn't care because he's leaving. It. Right. <laughs> there's no there's no way in hell that that was a completely spontaneous reaction. And let me tell you a fun story, sports fans. And and I I found this incredibly funny because I remember when my first year as a GameStop store manager, I was working at the gallery, which is the store that Mike and I worked at together. Mm-hmm. And there was a I remember it was fallout game of the thought three game of the year release day. And this dude had bought it and we were busy all day. I remember I had a lot of people that, uh, you know, probably five or six people deep. And this dude came back and tried to return it and because he didn't like it. And I, and I told him, I was like, I'm sorry, you know, we can't do that because it was a new game. You've used it. We can trade it in, and of course, he wasn't pleased with the trade-in value. So he literally took each disc and threw each disc in my general direction. Like he didn't hit me, <laughs> but he was—he threw it to either side of me and then tossed the case behind the counter. He's like, "You keep it." And I remember I was not plus, like I was non-plus by the situation. Because so I'm like, whatever, the dude's a douchebag. It's not like he hit me. Like if he had hit me, I I yeah. might have been a, you know felt differently about it. Yeah. But the woman behind him in line was so aghast. She's like, I can't believe he did that. I'm like, it's not really a big deal. <laughs> not really a problem. <laughs> so, like he was unhappy with trade and value because he was a little baby man that couldn't uh, couldn't do research before he bought something. Yeah, that also on, happened though. with with Halo Wars. I remember when Halo Wars came out. I I told everyone on the team. I was like, listen. When you sell this to anybody, you have to tell them what it is, because there are going to be so many people that are getting this game that just think it's Halo. Right. That, that just
1: won't take the time to look at the back of the
0: box. The front of the box. Like, the front <laughs> of the box didn't even look like a legit Halo game. But I, I told I was like, any, any copy you sell. And we turned away a lot of copies that day, but we still had a lot of people come back that were like, this isn't Halo. Well, actually, sir, it's what Halo was originally conceived to be back before they
1: decided to do (laughs) this.
0: So, but yeah, long story short, uh, Carrie likes Fallout seventy six. We will get more expanded thoughts from her. Uh, Don't spend eight hundred dollars on a giant box of amiibo to to tie it back around to the original story. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Next up,
1: earlier this month, Ubisoft Montreal informed the Rainbow Six Siege community that all versions of the competitive first-person shooter would be censored to comply with the Chinese regulations. The community, in turn, informed Ubisoft that uh, they can go fuck themselves. Now, the developers say they are changing course by reverting all aesthetic changes made to the game. I had no
0: idea that this happened.
1: Yeah, I, I this was not on my radar at all. Uh I'm looking at some of the uh the things that that uh, are changed here in this article. Uh there is a, a neon um a neon stripper on a pole. Um they changed that to uh to uh, uh someone giving like some weird sign language.
0: Like put just pointing their finger. Uh, yeah, I, was, I think in the original image the stripper's leg is pointing in a direction that you can go into. Like I guess it's like the entrance to a gentleman's club. Ah, uh, um, and
1: then they have uh, this one area where there are slot machines, and now there's just a, a an empty wall. <laughs> 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 like they couldn't even put a poster
0: up there. It's just like, nope, that's it. Um. But yeah, apparently the dedicated fan base was not too thrilled about their game being changed just to accommodate one very large market in the world. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm I'm actually I, I I applaud the fans for pushing back on this, and I applaud Ubisoft for not uh, for not caving in. I don't yeah. think you should compromise your your artistic. I mean, ancillary as that artistic vision may be for something like Rainbow Six, I don't think that you should compromise that. Like, make the game you want to make. And if you need to make a separate version to play in different markets, then so be it.
1: Yeah, that's what you got to do, man. Um, And yeah, some of these things aren't like... Like, I wouldn't notice these uh, in-game. But... um, So it wouldn't necessarily affect me. Uh, I wouldn't get all pissed off about it. But um, yeah, like you said, uh, you know, good on them for... Deciding, okay, let's try to please everyone.
0: Well, well it's not only art, um, but they also apparently were going to take out blood spatters and skulls yeah. um, from the game's art files. Because I guess those are not allowed to be in games in China.
1: In a game where you're going in as a squadron and murdering people? Pretty much. All, all right. <laughs> That's too much violence.
0: No, you don't. The
1: act of putting a bullet in someone's head from a gun is okay with showing a stylized picture of a skull.
0: Nah, bro. Hey. I'm I, I I can't explain the Chinese market to you. I I can't believe I thought that was a first world country.
1: <laughs> 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 um Shenmue 3 announces the final crowdfunding total. Uh it has raised 7,179,510 dollars over a 3-year crowdfunding campaign uh, developer Eastnet revealed in an email to donors this week
0: i'm super proud of you by the way i i compl- i'm shocked that you actually kept the word raised in that in that <laughs> statement and not changed it to like grifted or stole <laughs> look
1: We'll see. We'll see if the game comes out. And that will determine whether or not uh, that verb gets changed. Um, Just because you raised all that money. I I don't know, man. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. All in all, over 80,000 people donated to this thing. And uh, I was not one of them. (laughs) Um.
0: It's funny because it almost seems like the need for Shenmue has been, obsoleted, thanks to Yakuza in some in some regards.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, uh,
0: I don't know. There have
1: been six of those games.
0: Yes, there has, and they continue to come out on a yeah. regularly consistent basis to generally high high remarks.
1: Yeah, so I, you know, I think I'm, I think I'm done with Shenmue, like they they had the Shamu 1 and 2 remaster come out and
0: i just i just wasn't feeling it anymore like in, i don't care about lon d anymore in what shocking and mysterious ways are they going to piss away 7 million dollars <laughs> in development <laughs> that's that's my question Cause, and again we're we're going to talk about kickstarters when we get down to the post office as well mm. but uh yeah, there's no there's no way this isn't this is gonna end happily for everybody.
1: No, not at all. And um why does Rio still have that goddamn band-aid on his on his cheek? I don't know. Take it off. <laughs> so good for them. Uh good for people who think they're gonna get a game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very happy that you're happy. Uh, last up, uh, Destiny's fifth season, Season of the Forge, starts on November 27th. Like all seasons, Forge brings new rewards for players to grind for, even if they don't own all the new content. Um, in Destiny 4, players were able to grind competitive PvP for Luna's Howl, a powerful hand cannon, but in Season 5, Bungie is adding pinnacle weapons, guns that are earned from specific activities and designed to perform well there like Luna's howl for gambit, uh, and strikes as well as competitive multiplayer. Um, you are the, the, uh, the most knowledgeable destiny person that I, that I know.
0: All right. Uh, what are your
1: impressions of this next season?
0: So first of all, it's really cool. So before, so the pinnacle weapons thing is relatively new. Um, they did it for season three uh, to get the Redricks Claymore, which was a pulse rifle uh, that had the, that had a unique perk called Desperado. Getting that was fucking hard because you had to get the legend rank or not legend rank. You had to get to fabled rank in competitive uh, season three competitive was horse shit. Um, it had shit matchmaking. Uh, and it had had uh, no radar, which was not fun for anybody. It was a fucking slog, and only I think eight thousand players achieved that gun in Jeez. season three. So they mixed it up a little bit for season four. They brought back a modified version of that gun called the Redrick's Claymore, or, or sorry, Redrick's Broadsword rather. That was basically the same gun. Um, but if you had already gotten the broadsword, you didn't, or the I can never fucking keep them straight. If you had already gotten the claim, where you didn't have the grind for it, uh, but had a very long and arduous uh, quick play grind that you could do, mm-hmm. and then they also had another one. The competitive weapon was the Lunas Hal, which is a really good hand cannon that I came very close to getting in in season four. Um, they're keeping that around for Season 5. Apparently those two guns will be available all year. It's just your rank progress gets reset when the season starts, mm-hmm. um, which is the toughest part of the climb, obviously. But not only are they adding a new Crucible weapon, but they're also adding a Strike pinnacle weapon and a Gambit pinnacle weapon so that even non-competitive players can get in on the fun. Um, so we'll talk about the Strike one first. So it, it's a high-impact Fusion Rifle. Uh, fusion Rifle's... Are not the best in Destiny 2, but they're certainly better in PvE than they are in PvP. Uh-huh. Um, so, and, and they're, and I think the weapons are supposed to be catered specifically towards the activities that you earn them in. So, like, this will be a beastly gun in strikes specifically. Uh-huh. Um, the quest, now, the good news for you, Micah, is that the quest line to get the, the, the strike one and the gambit one are actually pretty reasonable, all things considered. So, to get this, um, To get this fusion rifle, which is called the loaded question, Um, you have to get 500 fusion rifle kills in any strikes, you have to get 1,000 arc kills in strikes, and you have to complete 40 strikes over the course of the three-month season. But the cool thing is that you can make progress towards both objectives, or towards all three objectives simultaneously. Oh, okay. And you can double up. So, like, if you use an arc fusion rifle, it'll count for both categories, if oh. that makes sense. Yeah. So easily doable. No problem. And the big perk on this one is that we, the first shot of, of the magazine um, deals extra damage and then causes enemies to explode when they die. So it should be great for clearing out, cla- uh, you know, trash mobs. It would be like having another grenade, basically. Cool. Um, the Gambit one is the one that most folks are excited about. Um, it's, it's an auto rifle. It's called the Breakneck. And it has a perk called Onslaught. Um and it also has rampage on it. So rampage is whenever you get a kill, um, it does a it stacks damage. Basically, every kill that you get with the weapon puts a 10% uh damage stack on it, and you can stack rampage up to three times. Onslaught does it so that as you get rampage, the fire rate of the weapon increases, but without a damage drop off. So it's gonna be great for clearing ads and gambit on the sides. It's gonna be a fun ad clear weapon. Mm-hmm. Um the quest steps for that one. Is in Gambit, you have to get 500 auto-rifle kills, uh, 100 auto-rifle multi-kills, where you kill easy. two enemies in quick sequence, um, 150 challenging enemies defeated, which is basically anything with the yellow bar, yep. and 40 Gambit matches completed. Yo, I'm getting it. Pretty easy. Pretty <laughs> That's fucking easy. Super simple. All right. Now, the controversial one is the crucible weapon for this season. Uh, it's called the mountaintop. It is a kinetic grenade launcher meaning it takes white brick ammo and goes into your first slot. And it is it is going to be tough to get. Um there's it's a two-step process. The first step is you have to get to glory rank brave in a single season. Now brave is just rank 2 basically. Very easy to do. Yeah. Um the second step is a little bit more convoluted. Basically, it requires you to get points um in, in specific categories. Uh, the first part is grenade launcher kills. The second part is double double plays, which is two or more opponents defeated. Um, the third part is calculated trajectory, which is getting grenade kills and Crucible, basically. You get more credit for doing this in comp than you do in quick play. You can earn it through quick play, but you get more credit by doing it through comp. But then the, the third part is you have to reach glory rank fabled, which is rank four. In a single season, which is the same thing you have to do for Luna's house. So it's still going to be sort of rare. Um, But the reason why people are pissed off about this, or or it's a little controversial, comp is about to become the fucking land of grenade launchers (laughs) while people are grinding out to get this quest. And here's the thing with this one. It has a perk that's called Micro Missile. So most grenade launchers fire in an arc. This one fires in a straight line. It's like a mini Beautiful. rocket, basically. <laughs> and it will explode on the first thing it hits. So if that's a person, it, it's going to one-shot you. If that is a, piece, a part of the environment, if it's like a wall, then if you're near it, you're going to get splash damaged. Um, people are worried about this because it's a kinetic grenade launcher.
1: Yeah. You that know. can
0: basically one-hit kill if you can aim it correctly. It's basically like a long-range shotgun. No, no, nah, nah, yo, that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are some that are very worried about that one specifically. Um, the breakneck is obviously the one that everyone wants the most and will probably get first because it'll be super easy to get that. Like, there's a lot of people yeah. that are gonna have that within two weeks, probably. Yeah, of the expansion coming out, um, and that's and it's probably it's probably the best weapon of all of them, honestly. Like the utility. Is the best one, um, so that should be pretty cool. Yeah, it remains to be seen what's going to happen with this grenade launcher, um, but so but people are worried. People, I kind
1: of, I mean, I kind of want to, I want to see it though.
0: I mean, look, you're gonna if you <laughs> if you play in Crucible and you thought that man, you know what? Not enough people use Fighting Lion.
1: Get ready for that <laughs> shit
0: to change. It's gonna change, and it's gonna change super fast. Oh shit! Now. All right. My uh, my stance on this is is I'm not as concerned about it because here's here's why. So the reason why people are concerned is because right now shotguns are a big part of the PVP meta. But the problem with grenade launchers is you can't challenge at at you know, you can't close the gap on a grenade launcher. They'll kill you. Yeah. All this is going to do and this might be Bungie's desired effect is lessen the Importance of shotguns and basically reincorporate range weapons back into the mix. So we'll see. It's still tough because again, if someone can aim their grenade launcher right, it's very difficult to play against them. Um, there's a reason that most grenade launchers are power weapons, and, yeah. there's, and there's literally two that are not right I'm, now. So
1: I'm watching this little uh, <laughs> this little ten second clip in this article of someone using it. Yeah, <laughs> and and him just. Like boom, you're dead, and then does his little you know uh, hunter dodge, and then boom,
0: you're dead, and then boom, you're dead. Like, whew. okay, yeah. So it's, <laughs> we'll see. Um, people don't often give Bungie enough credit. I don't think, as developers, I don't think they're going to introduce something that's going to just completely break down. Yeah, no. the game. So no, not at all. So or, the- or or at least won't you know fix it if it does.
1: Yeah, the one time they did, they leaned into it for a week and then was like, all right,
0: go ahead and have fun, and then they fixed it. Right. So so <laughs> we'll see. I, I think people free, are freaking out a little bit quicker than they need to. I mean, you can make – there's a lot there's a variety of ways you could fix you could fix that. But, you know, like I said, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, it should be fun. And like I said, I think it's cool they're giving people that don't do competitive uh, something to grind towards. Yeah, well. so give me something to do. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you love Gambo? Then go get that auto rifle. Gambo's fun. fun, man. Yeah, man. So that is it for headlines. Uh, before we get into the post office, just a quick reminder to go to deadspixels.com slash Amazon. Uh, whenever you buy anything on Amazon, big or small, we get a small percentage of the sale, and we appreciate all of you who continue to use our Amazon link. So, uh, like I said, we knew it would be a slow news week, uh, so we're going to do a slightly more extended edition of the Dense Pixels post office, where we go through and read questions uh, that you guys, the listeners, post to us about video games and maybe some non-gaming related stuff as well. Micah, there's two questions in here for you. We'll, we'll, we'll read them both simultaneously. I'll read the more serious one first, and mm-hmm. then we'll get to this other response down here. Uh, Cam says, is it acceptable to both hate and love a game at the same time? I love that Red Dead 2 exists, and it's an outstanding technical masterpiece, but I kind of hate playing it and will almost certainly never finish it. And then down at the bottom here, some guy named Jay says, quote. Some guy named Gay? What? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it's a hard Jay. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so Micah's views on Red Dead 2 are interesting. How can he think that it's a stellar piece of technical achievement, but also not like the game? It's as if he has two contrary views of a bit of media or art. Hmm. His opinion really (laughs) left me alone with my thoughts. Alone. (laughs) Like a woman whose husband died. Can't remember what they call those women. Anyway, I'll hang up and listen.
1: All right. So here's a little bit of background.
0: (laughs) Um, I I need the backstory because I have no idea what he's referencing.
1: Jay uh, recently watched and gave a review of a film called Widows directed Ah. by Steve McQueen. Uh, when you listen to Jay's review, uh, Jay says he really likes the movie, but it's a bad Steve McQueen movie. Uh, he then he proceeds to give the one he scores the movie, which I I just don't like. Right? Like I I have a I have a problem personally of scoring movies, art stuff like that. I know why people do it. I just don't like it. Uh, and if you want to, you know, if if you don't want to be a pioneer, if you want to follow the rest of the crowd, the rest of the dummies out there, then by all means, go ahead and be a follower. We will be trailblazers, Brad and I. That's
0: why we don't score games and shit, right? No, we just give letter grades to... uh <laughs> to wrestling pay-per-views. That's, that's, that's the only right. thing
1: that we score We give letter grades to shit that don't matter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's fucking fake wrestling shit.
1: Uh, he proceeds to say that the movie is a four, but it's also a two because Steve McQueen directed it, so therefore it's a three. Brad, he gave three scores
0: to one movie and <laughs> one review. I did, I did listen to that review. I what? was not taken as a back as you were. It doesn't his make justification. sense. It doesn't make
1: sense. You gave three scores to one game. <laughs> Which one is it? You fucking liar. So yes, I understood that uh, he and the, and the and the two the two aren't the same, right? He thinks that the movie is good, but it's not good. It's not a good movie because this one particular director directed it. So I guess if another director directed the same movie, then it would be a four. But because this one guy directed it, it's a two. So he's knocking the director. Okay. Whereas my views on Red Dead are one. It's an excellent game. Two. It's an excellent rock star game. Three not really feeling it whereas jay says widows is an excellent movie but it's not a good steve mcqueen movie so it's just an okay movie
0: what so to get to get to cam's question um yes. is it acceptable both love and hate hate and love game at the same time i think it depends on the type of hate that you have so the thing that befuddles me about all the Red Dead talk that I'm hearing from everybody online and in our group and from you and and everybody else. For me, gameplay is paramount. Like, if a game doesn't play well, I'm probably not going to stick around for it, no matter how good the story is. This is why I still, as much of a fuck, I'm wearing the N7 shirt, as much of a Mass Effect fan as I am, I still don't rate the first game because the gameplay especially compared to the other games in the series is atrocious. Mm -hmm. So if you can't make, if you, if you can't ensure that I'm having fun while I'm playing, I'm out. And it seems like so many people are so down on the gameplay of red dead. It, I, it, it boggles. Like it must be the greatest story in any video game ever for people to be fucking sticking with this thing despite the fact that they're not having my has said for 3 weeks running on this podcast that he is not having fun playing Red Dead Redemption yet you finished the game and i yeah. can't understand that it doesn't make sense to me it it is it
1: is it is because i'm lying i guess because if i didn't if i didn't enjoy the overall experience if i didn't get used to it then I wouldn't have. Then I wouldn't have finished it. Like there's television shows that if uh, people usually say, "Oh, give a show four episodes." No. If I don't, if 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 something doesn't hook me within that first episode,
0: I'm out. I'm not gonna waste my time. Yeah the con- the concept of hate watching never jived with me. Like it, you, it's like because time, it, it time is the exist. most precious commodity any of us have. Right. And, and hate watching is, is a myth.
1: It doesn't exist. If you're watching it, you're watching it because you like to complain about it. Like, but you don't hate it. If you hated it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't do it. Terrence hates white people. He doesn't hang around them. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it doesn't. It, it, so I would argue that Cam, you respect the craft of Red Dead Redemption, but you just don't like it. You don't love it. You don't love Red Dead 2. You respect it, but you don't love it. And if you don't think you can finish it, you don't love it. I like Red Dead. But it's not but but my problem is everyone is jizzing their pants over this game. And it is it it doesn't deserve it. It doesn't deserve all your jizz. Like it just doesn't. Um it is It is, it is, it is rock star at their best and their best is really fucking annoying now. (laughs) It's like the rock, right? The rock is not that much. The rock went from his character, his character turned up to 11 to him just being that turned up character. He's not a character anymore. He is that the turned up version of himself and it's annoying. And that's what Red Dead is.
0: So like, Red So Red Dead is is the new is the person is, is the rock, basically.
1: Red Dead is the video gamification of the rock. Like, like you, yeah, like
0: like you know it's awesome, but at the same time you just have you you can't help but roll your eyes at it and get and yeah. tired of it being around.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, look, I respect the rock and 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 all he's oh well I had seven bucks in my pocket, so I'm just gonna call my production company seven but like Red, Rockstar has lived long enough to see themselves become the villain. And I hate having to keep use, having to keep, uh, use, using that, uh, uh, turn of phrase because it's from a Batman movie. But it's such a, it's such a wonderful line for a lot of things. And, and Red Dead is one of them. Or Rockstar is one of them. Like, I, I get it. But, you know, you, you, it's it's the marketing behind it. It's the oh we put we put a hundred hour weeks into this game for you so that you can love it. Stop giving yourself a hand job in front of me, man. You still have shitty uh uh shooting mechanics, and now along with your shitty shooting mechanics, everything is convoluted. So Yes, uh, you can have, you can be of two minds of one thing. But if I had to score Red Dead Redemption, I'd give it a two and a half. I wouldn't say it's a five out of five, but because Rockstar did it, it's a one, so now it's a three. Like, <laughs> nah, yo. That's
0: <laughs> stupid. And and also, just in case people also see corollaries between this and Fallout 76, uh, that is not the same thing. Fallout, Fallout, Bethesda gets... Bethesda just gets held to no accountability.
1: Yo, but I don't know what, but I don't know what spell Bethesda has over people, but whatever it is, that's what they need to sell. (laughs) Not their broken ass games that use the same engine from, uh, when, when did Fallout 3 come out?
0: Uh, 2008. Yeah. The 10 10 year old engine. Get the fuck out of here. That is unacceptable i'll that's i I'll, I'll never understand that either I'll never understand uh, see, but we 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 drag companies video game companies specifically for the smallest of of inconveniences and injustices. It boggles my mind how they can just release literally broken games right and nobody fucking bats an eye. Well, it's just part of our charm. Right. That it's motherfucker right. Went it's part our... of the experience. That's the, that's the line that you get. <laughs> that's the line that you get from Bethesda fans. are like, well, it's part of a Bethesda game at launch. Like, it should be. They,
1: they even, Todd Howard even joked about it during his E3 presentation. Oh, well, I <laughs> guess we got to work out those bugs, huh? <laughs> nah, yo. Nah. You're not supposed to release a faulty product and then just be like, oops. <laughs> this is
0: part of our charm. That's, that's wild to me. What if, and what like if, I said, all, all the issues like, – like there's a bug in Fallout 76 where one person literally cannot die, and they want to. They're like, I want my character to die, but I'm invulnerable. I'm immortal. She, like this, this girl said, like she's like, I took a nuke – a fucking nuke blast to the face, and I'm still alive, and I just want to die. So they're trying to work that shit out, but that's unacceptable. You're paying sixty dollars for this game. Come on, but be, but meanwhile, Mass Effect Andromeda can ship with some weird faces and some weird sync issues and right. some normal like you know run of the mill bugs, and that game gets fucking sent out the pasture. Right? Fuck Mass Effect. Fuck Bioware. Fuck EA. You people suck.
1: are people are mad at 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 EA and Madden and Activision and Call of Duty. Oh, it's the same game every year, bro. Yeah, well, they update the games'
0: looks at least. Like they 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 they're not. And, and, and you know what? Call of Duty gets a lot of shit, and deservedly so. In most instances, that game is as polished as fucking all hell whenever it releases every fucking year. Yeah, sure, it has man. some online server issues out of the gate. But for the most part i don't I don't hear of any major bugs in a call of duty game ever right, never, ever <laughs> and yet fucking. they're they're fucking vitrioled, but you know fucking Bethesda can release any piece of shit that takes two years to fix and <laughs> Welcome with open arms all the time. It boggles my mind. I need Carrie on here to fucking talk about why this this is a thing.
1: Uh, yeah, tell me, so. tell me why Skyrim had f- dragons flying backwards. There tell me still, why that's okay. There are
0: still bugs <laughs> that were in the original release of Skyrim in the Nintendo Switch version. Yeah, <laughs> that they're just like man, whatever. <laughs> Six year old game, guys. We're not, we're not fucking fixing it. It's, it's, it is what it is. Oh shit! You know what you're buying. It's, it, it blows my mind. It blows my mind, like like you said. They should bottle up whatever the fuck, you know, whatever spell they put on their fans and sell it. Because yeah, man, good lord, goodness gracious, good lord. <laughs> the, the the fucking president only wishes he could have that sort of influence over his followers that Bethesda has over theirs. Jesus. So anyway, that was that was a big long response to those two questions, but I think uh, well worth it to yes. to see us both get angry. Um. <laughs> Dustin says with Michigan being the latest state to allow recreational marijuana use and many more states likely to do so in the coming years. Do you believe at some time in the future it would be profitable to own a video game pizza and dispensary? Um I don't think that's even going to be possible because you th- like part of marijuana becoming legal is that it becomes regulated and there's no government in the land that's going to allow you to both sell food and weed at the, <laughs> the same business.
1: Yeah, I can't uh I can't imagine um, the the yeah, just the loopholes and the the, the the government bullshit that you'll have to
0: jump through to sell, you know, weed and pizza. Right. And and there are like vape shops, I think, that have like lounge areas that have gaming and stuff like that. I think that's if if it ever becomes legal to smoke marijuana in public then you might see that sort of thing pop up. You might see that crossover between video games and weed. Um, but as long as it remains like a private, like in your own home sort of thing, then I don't think you'll see that.
1: Yeah. They treat, uh, they treat weed like it's, you know, you, you gotta, the, I, I
0: don't know, man. i I, you're 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 also asking the two wrongest dudes in the world about a fucking drug related questions. Yeah, question, so. yeah I, I know about pizza.
1: I know about pizza and video <laughs> games. I know that I know that lito's pizza is square because Lito never cuts corners, and I know uh, about video games. So come to me with your with your video game pizza uh, brick and
0: mortar idea, and uh, and I'm I'm all I'm, I'm with you. There you go. Uh, Eric asks an interesting question. With the latest strides in storytelling and gaming, what key elements in a story must be present to be considered engaging, without being forced? So, I I was thinking about this question, beforehand. I need plot is almost secondary to characters for me because it's characters that are memorable for me. Moments are memorable too. Overarching plots. Are not as much, but moments are, and characters make, make that for sure.
1: I think, uh, I think that's true in most cases, uh, and not just in, uh, in gaming. Like if you look at, uh, uncharted, right. Those, those games are essentially MacGuffin hunts, but you remember Nate, you remember Sully. You were like, you remember, you remember the characters, you remember a couple set pieces, but the, the actual plot, like the story is simple, right? Uh, the bad guys have this and we need to get it. And then the actual plot is okay. Well, the bad guys, uh, went to Istanbul. So we need to hop on a train to, you know, get there or whatever. And then along the way, we get ambushed by pirates, and we have to take out the pirate. Like that, that stuff is that stuff is inconsequential, but which is why you see in action adventure games, uh, very like memorable ones. That's why you see there was this, there was this era where uh, co op was a big deal in in story driven games, right? Like because you you needed that person to play off of right and if 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 coop if you couldn't if you couldn't have two people playing at the same time the the game would be structured that the and that the main character would have a secondary character to play off of during the journey
0: throughout most of it and that's just so you can generate good dialogue. Like, which it's also, makes... It's also a reason why RPG, especially early... As far as early games go, that RPGs are considered to have the best stories is because they have interpersonal relationships that you are examining.
1: Yeah. And and that's all. Like, nobody knows the plot to Final Fantasy VII. They don't. They remember They remember the characters. They remember the big moments. They remember Tifa and Cloud and Sephiroth uh, stabbing Eris and... And him burning down that town, right? They remember that stuff. But they don't remember that Cloud was, you know, implanted with memories from Zack. And, and, like, they don't, they don't remember the minutia. They remember that Zack was there. They remember that Yuffie was there. They remember that Vincent was there. They remember Sid. Sid always reminded me of, if you had to cast that movie, uh, I would always cast Dennis Leary as that version of Sid. Just because he reminded me of him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think you need to have very, very strong character. Um, you could tell any old stupid story in a game, because you know storytelling. Sorry to say, but storytelling in games is very, very secondary.
0: Which is and, and really and really rudimentary story. too, for that matter. Yeah, game games more than most people sometimes realize rely on long existing tropes that have been around in storytelling forever just because they're tried and true yeah so but it's and and, i mean some games have like red dead's an interesting case because they allow you to really immerse yourself in your character Mm -hmm. while still giving you a lot of people to play off of which is why that works as well but yeah i think i think i think it really just does boil down to having great characters to have memorable stories there's one exception that I can think of, and that is the Metal Gear saga, because I think that if if you really look at the Metal Gear saga, there is only a handful of truly compelling characters. Like Liquid is a compelling character, Ocelot is a compelling character. Snake's not really that compelling, to be quite honest with you. He's think, kind, he's he's kind of an avatar. More, more yeah,
1: probably. I was about to say I don't think Snake is supposed to be. You know, I think Snake is you is is. You are to you are supposed to impress yourself on Snape,
0: right? Um, Ota, like Odacon's not great, you know what I mean. Like there are very few great characters in those games, yet the story and the moments in those games are truly memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably that's like the exception, though. Like that's the exception I think that proves the rule. So that's how I feel about it, anyway. Well, there you go. Uh Stewart says question for Micah. How do you think you're going to be able to handle a kid if you can't even handle Assassin's Creed without XP booster? You you lazy bastard. Well, there's
1: a, a very, very simple answer to this, Stuart. And the answer is I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I, I don't know. I literally do not know. Uh, he, uh, he has taken over the home and he's not here yet. <laughs> uh, there's quite literally things in every room except for the bathrooms. Uh, that are his. And, um, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do. We don't have any space here. We gotta move. We gotta move to a bigger place because we don't, we did I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. And every other Friday I have off and that's going to be my time to try and sit down with him and try to come to some sort of arrangement. (laughs) Like you and I are going to have to figure something out because, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm too old for change. And this is a big fucking change. I'm almost 40. What 40-year-old do you know is, is just, just has his life upended. But uh yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um early next year, uh we got a we got a birth date, and uh I'm I'm super excited. And um and and quite frankly, uh the daycare that I'm looking at. Uh, might as well be an XP boost for one, how much for one, how much they're charging my ass, and two, all the shit that they say they're going to do. Uh, quite frankly, uh, if we get into one particular daycare, this kid better be trilingual for the amount of money that we pay in this area for daycare. So, the
0: daycare will be my XP boost. See, life life does come with XP boost, honestly. So
1: you just don't realize
0: it. Uh, Reginald asks, which do you prefer to buy? First day with pre-order exclusives or Game of the Year edition? For me, that is super easy. First First day day. has to be. And and, and because me and Micah both like to be caught up in the zeitgeist. Yep. That is way more appealing to me than getting additional content that I know will be coming down the road at a discounted price. Yeah. uh, You know. I, I, I'm i not,
1: uh, I'm not. Plus, first of all, I hate when games call themselves the game of the year edition. You were nobody's game of the oh, year. Oh, we,
0: we, we've been down that injustice that before. Fuck fuck fucking of nomenclature of that is <laughs> disgusting. So,
1: um, but yeah, I need to have, uh, I need to have, I need to have the games, uh, immediately, even if I don't necessarily play them immediately. Like, that's why I pre-ordered a bunch of games. I got a ton of games pre-ordered right now. Uh, games pre-ordered up through March. Um, cause yeah, I just need to. I need to play it. Like, I, I I'm I'm I I'm looking forward to Anthem. I don't think it will be as good as what people are saying it will be. But are, are
0: people saying it's going to be that good?
1: I th- I think
0: I think uh, I think the the well, you know what? You're right. I don't think they I are. don't I don't think there's a huge amount of buzz for it. I think that I'm I'm encouraged by the fact that people that have played it have said that they yeah, they seem to like it. Right. That most most people said they weren't sure going in, but then after they played it they feel more confident. Yeah. Which is good, which is a good sign.
1: It's a very good sign. Uh but in case it's not, I'm not willing to wait. Uh I'll I'll roll the dice on that. Um You know, Resident Evil two. I have that pre-ordered. I played Resident Evil Two literally decades ago. There's no reason for me to buy that day one, but I'm going to because I get
0: uh, skins and a gun, and more importantly, you get to talk about it, and I get to talk fresh. About it at the yeah. water cooler. So exactly, like, oh shit! Did you see that
1: dog jump out of that fucking window just like it did 20 years ago and
0: scared the shit out of me. So. Yeah, yeah, first day, no doubt. All right, Johnny's been asking this question for four weeks, and I'm gonna I'm I'm turning it on its head. I'm turning it on its head. So Johnny thinks that white people will never give up Super Smash Bros. Melee because it's the only fighting game that they are good at. Now I don't know the the percentage of top players, uh, the ethnicity percentage of top players in Super Smash Bros. Melee. Um, I don't know what the ethnicity breakdown looks like in. The new Super Smash Brothers, for as far as the you know the breakdown goes for top players and that, but my question is this, Micah, it is curious to me, and I and I was wondering if you could fathom an explanation of all the genres in gaming um, that there are. Fighting games seem to be the most basically stacked at the top levels with non-white players, and why do you think that is? I'm curious. Because it's the only genre that you really see it in. Because if you look at, like, shooters, Overwatch, Call of Duty, I think the, the diversity is definitely present, you know, and it's pretty balanced. But in fighting games, typically, and, and I'm super generalizing, and I apologize for that, but typically it's Asian folks and black folks that are at the top of the top of the charts. It's,
1: uh, it's Asian, black, and uh, Latin X, I think, is the proper terminology now. Uh, the Latin community is, has uh, come up. Uh, in a big way recently. Um, Well, uh, I'll give you my my racist answer first. (laughs) Uh, It's because uh, we are a savage confrontational people (laughs) 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 that uh, don't take no bullshit and uh, are always looking to fight people, which is why uh, people who are just coming to this country to look for a better life are being... Uh, hit with tear gas um yeah uh no um i honestly uh i'm joking, but i'm not uh part of part of uh, you know i shouldn't make this assumption, but part of um being a minority in this country in particular you gotta fight to get what you want you gotta fight. People that don't look like that don't look like you, and you got to fight people that look like you but don't have your best interests at heart. and that breeds a certain that breeds a certain mentality. You know there's a saying in the black community, you got to work twice as hard to get half as much. That's the, that's the mentality that is instilled in uh, young people of color, and with that leads to uh, a healthy competition for the most part. Uh, and with healthy competition leads to a lot of bravado and stuff like that. Like that's why you see like all these athletes that are, that happen to be black. Like they're, they're fucking loud mouths and shit, right? Like because that's the, that's the mentality that you have to have. Part of it is making yourself look big, you know, and, and following through on it because you can't make yourself look big and then not be big. Like you gotta, you gotta get good, which is why you know terence isn't terence isn't a uh, terence isn't a braggart but terence is highly competitive like terence will flip his shit if he if he loses and he thinks it's not fair he'll he'll lose his shit if he loses but if he thinks it's not fair he'll 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 blow a gasket uh jay is the same way but jay is a braggart right jay is a braggart but he's usually only a braggart if he knows exactly what he's talking about and i don't know it's just the mentality you have whereas and i you know i i hate to generalize but stereotypically you know at least from our perspective white folks aren't exactly um they don't exactly have to fight their way to get something you know what i mean and mm. uh, you know it's all it's all case by case basis. A lot of it is economical and all that, but you know, Donald Trump ain't never had to fight for nothing. Matter of fact, he actively avoided fighting, and and look where he is. You know what I mean? So, and and most people don't take Smash seriously as a fighting game, like as a highly competitive fighting game, which it is. It is, but nah, yo. And then you get the you get the the regular bigotry like. Yo, fuck that, yo! I I ain't fighting as no jiggly puff, yo! I ain't no <laughs> I ain't no,
0: I ain't no jiggly puff, yo! I ain't no jiggly puff. I don't I'm know, a, just I'm a big sweaty dude. I just find it odd that like there, I cannot honestly, with with very few exceptions, I can't think of like a top level like Street Fighter Tekken, you know, player that's white. And it's and there, I can also not think of like a top level like Call of Duty team or Overwatch team that isn't. Which is weird. Well, except, and, and and I'm that's me being an asshole because obviously there are a lot of teams in those games that have like top of like Asian teams as well, something you yeah. get. But on the U.S. side of things, uh, specifically, it's it's odd.
1: There are there are a few uh, there are a few like top tier white uh, Tekken players and um, and uh, not really Street Fighter players. Um, you usually hear them on commentary. For whatever reason. Yeah, that's the other thing, <laughs> too. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there are exceptions. Maximilian, a uh, very famous fighting game uh, YouTube uh, content creator, is, his name is Maximilian Christensen. That is about the whitest name I've ever heard in my entire life, <laughs> and, uh, and he is very good at, at, at fighting games. He's very good at them. He's also very good at Call of Duty, so there you go. And, um, but yeah, they're around. They're just not, uh, they're just not ubiquitous. And then they all get them for commentary. Probably, probably because they don't want, uh, someone who sounds like me, uh, fresh out of East Baltimore to be like, yo, you see that shit, yo? Like, no, they want to talk about, they want to have people talk about, you know, frame data with,
0: (laughs) with with James Chen. You know what I mean?
1: (laughs) They don't want to be like, oh shit, son. <laughs> yeah, that, the market is cornered. Yipes
0: owns that market. You know what I mean? You can't have, you can't have uh, just any any dummy off the street. So well, there you go. Listen, I thought that'd be a more interesting question than just fucking talking about melee, which sucks. By the way, oh yeah, fuck melee, fuck yo. melee. Uh, Trey says is the fact that Bloodstained still not is still not out and has outlived two consoles that it was kickstarted for just another huge example of not supporting video games. On Kickstarter. I just find bloodstained amusing. Look, um, we've told you a million times, stop it. <laughs> stop it. Do you guys understand, like, how long it takes to make, like, a normal video game? <laughs> much less an independent video game that's working on basically a shoestring budget, essentially? Because, look, as, as big as those numbers up here... In these crowdfunding campaigns, it doesn't actually amount to much. <laughs> it doesn't actually amount to being the full amount that's needed to craft the game experience. And that's, that's the problem, is that since and, – and again, I, I, I always contrast video games and board games with crowdfunding because they are – they're, they're very similar things, but they could not be more different in this space. Because board games work on an economy of scale, it's very easy – to crowdfund because you can, you, you, you know, how much money you need to print X amount of copies of the game. And if you get more people to back the Kickstarter, then you can print more copies for cheaper because you're going to be making more of them. And the more you make of something at, at a distributor, the cheaper it usually is per unit. That's just how fucking uh, the economics works. Mm-hmm. Video games don't have that problem. They are a. It's it's like you're developing one thing that you can just make copies of almost almost freely, really, when you think about it, especially in a digital era. So, yeah, stop doing it. Just fucking stop doing it. Trust, trust me when I tell you that with few exceptions, because it's not all-encompassing, the best games, the games that deserve to be made, will find their way into the marketplace some way, somehow. It will happen. Trust me. Bloodstained guys, probably not gonna be good. Sorry to break it to you. When that game eventually does come out, in whatever format it does, it's probably going to be a six point five out of ten. <laughs> it just is. Just just be prepared for mighty number nine levels of Yeah,
1: That's it. That's what I was trying to think of. I was like, what's that? What's that fake Mega Man game?
0: Yeah. Just be just be just gird your loins. Steal yourself for for what that's going to be, because that's going to be what it's like on release day. And there's going to be some people out there who have invested their own money, who are trying to to justify their purchase, that are going to cling to hope. Like a Fallout 76 fan that's like, no, this game is great. It is great. I'm telling you, this is a great game. I'm telling you it is. It's not. It's just not going to be. Don't believe those people. Just understand they're blinded. They're blinded by the fact that they want to justify their costs. <laughs> just, just, just just, ready yourself for the fact that it's not going to be good because we all need to stop backing video games on crowdfunding platforms. Please stop. If this show does anything, anything over the course of its run, it is to end video game crowdfunding platforms. Please <laughs> stop are we killing dreams? You bet. But it has to be done for the betterment of everybody else. Yeah. Just stop it. <laughs> or find someone who's independently wealthy that can that can fund your game for you. Yeah. That's that's the answer, right? Go hit up Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> he's got he's got more money than he knows what he do He'll he'll cut you he'll cut you a fifteen million dollar check, no problem. Yeah. That's, it, 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 that's, it, that's his fucking like, house cleaning bill every yeah. month, basically. So. Yeah.
1: He's getting ready to have Whole Foods just not have employees in
0: them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just go and give what you want and then leave. Oh, our pending dystopia is going to be fantastic. Um, we'll end with <laughs> Gustavo uh, who throws a soccer question as is customary. Uh, he asked me, is Tottenham going to qualify for the knockout round of the Champions League even though that I said they were not in the Champions League Group of death now, Micah, you don't know this uh tottenham's having a a weird season because this because Spurs have not played incredibly well in most of their matches they they're they're being hit with World Cup hangover since many of their players went deep into the World Cup over the summer they're being ravaged by injuries to many of their top players, yet despite this, they found a way to win several games in the league in a very ugly fashion. So that currently we sit third place, only five points off the leaders. But that is not translated to luck in the Champions League, uh, where we currently sit third in our group with just two matches left to go. And even if we win both matches, uh, which is not a guarantee, considering that one of them is against uh, international powerhouse Barcelona, uh, we still might not make it out of the group just because it would it we re- we still require help from other teams. Okay, here's the thing though, Gustavo, Tottenham hasn't struggled in the group because it's the group of death. They've just played like shit in the champions league. That's just, that's all it is. We've played like fucking ass. We don't deserve to make it out of the knockout round because we lost to enter despite leading in the 82nd minute. And we gave up two goals in the last 10 minutes of the game to lose. We fucking deserve that. The only reason that we are even within sniffing distance is because we scored a late winner against PSG in, or not PSG, uh PSV, in the last match that we played, that we probably didn't well, we probably did deserve wings. We actually played really well in that match. But it's not because the Champions League group is difficult. We should be number two in that group behind Barcelona. We've just played very poorly. Very, very poorly. So will they make it out? Probably not. I'm I'm ready myself for a drop down to the Europa League uh knockout rounds. I think we'll finish third. Um, but it's still going well in the league, so that's that's all I really care about at the end of the day, to be quite frank. So, yeah. Why is the logo of a rooster? It's a cockerel, Micah. A what? A cockerel. A cock ring. A cockerel, r e l oh, cockerel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, why is it a cockerel? Uh, because it is. Uh, a cockerel, for those of you that don't know, you're close, Micah, on... The rooster part. Is it is in the rooster family. A uh, cockerel is a young domesticated cock, according to the dictionary definition. Is it is it is it a young domesticated cock? Look, a lot of soccer clubs and a lot of sports teams in general use birds as their mascot. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh the Baltimore cockbirds is is a really <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any particular reason? Is there is there uh, an abundance of, of cocks in Tottenham? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so if you search, why does Tottenham? This is the first. Uh, this is the first. Uh, oh, here we go. So, so the reason why I'm surprised I didn't actually know this. So Harry Hotspur, who is a Shakespeare character and is the inspiration for the club's nickname, uh, is he wore riding spurs and his fighting cocks were also fit with spurs as well in the story that he takes place in. So that is probably why they use the cockerel as, oh. their, uh, as their, as their mascot. Oh, okay. So it's named after Sir Harry hotspur. Yes. And you'll be pleased to know that there's of course a cartoonish mascot that they do have going at the games and its name is chirpy and it is, and he's adorable. And you can Google an image of him to see Chirpy the cockerel uh, do his thing for Tottenham. Oh, okay. Well, so, yeah, that's kind of adorable. Yeah, he's like the oriole bird.
1: Basically. Yeah, yeah, like he does like, kind it, of like an
0: English oriole bird,
1: like that, like a cross between the Orioles mascot and uh, and the John Hopkins mascot.
0: Yeah, and uh, Micah, maybe you can answer me this question. So Arsenal, Tottenham's hated rival. Yes. and uh and and idiotic team also from north london uh their mascot is a dinosaur named gunnersaurus all right that's pretty stupid it is pretty stupid thank you thank you for for being with me on that gunnersaurus is a moron he's dumb and he's a, and he's stu- he's a dumb mascot and i don't know why he exists he's like a big green version of barney wearing an arsenal outfit and he sucks. Chirpy rules. Yeah. Um, Gunnersaurus. Like, that's not even. All right. Right. No. <laughs> all right. <laughs> and, uh, and and of course, come on, you Spurs. So that's it for this week. Um, thank you guys very much for listening and for submitting your questions as well. Uh, don't forget to join our fan group, densepixels.com slash fans. Don't forget to leave us uh, five-star reviews wherever you can leave them. If you leave them on iTunes, we'll read them on the air. Make sure you subscribe to all of our shows. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're all on Twitch as well. Uh, dense Pixels Brad for me. Apparition 410 for Terrence. Dense Black Nerd for Micah. And Suffit's Carrie for Carrie. Um, it, yeah, if we have a slow news week, I'm going to probably drag Carrie on next week so that she can defend the valor. Of, actually, no, she. I think she's out of town next week. So in two weeks, uh, she can defend the valor of Fallout 76 as we pelt her with obscene questions uh, that probably don't deserve to come from us as neither of us had played it, nor ever will, uh, but we will still ask her why that game is good, and she will attempt to justify it for you, both Uh I predict that Karen will say, Because I like it! <laughs> <laughs> and then that'll be it. And then I'll just be like, oh, uh, okay. <laughs> and, and look, to be fair, look, in retrospect, the first year of Destiny 2, probably not great and it, it's it's one of those cases where you don't realize how bad it was while you were in the middle of it until you see what it became and you're like oh that was pretty bad yeah, yeah. during that part so I, I understand i'm not i'm not saying that you know she's wrong for liking fall 76 but it sure does seem like that game's not good so <laughs> she'll have to figure out why why that is so that's it for us uh thank you guys very much for listening hope you enjoyed uh your american thanksgiving for those of you uh US folks, we'll see you next week. See ya.